6: with your host, John Rush. All right, Rush
2: to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Should have promoted this particular topic, but I figure it'll get enough traction on its own. I didn't worry about it. I'm sure many of you will want to call in with your opinions on this, and this is not to be taken in any racist form at all. Okay, I want to make sure that I preemptively say that. But I have problems with what's going on here, and I will explain From a car guy slash driver's point of view. The DMV is installing new translation devices in 35 driver's license offices that will help break down language barriers. Now, question I have for all of you. Do you have a problem with individuals receiving Colorado driver's licenses that don't know and or understand English in enough capacity to pass the driver's test. 303-477-5600. You can text me as well. 307-200-8222. So according to a press release, they are fielding over 70 pocket-sized devices. They're called a Pocket... Or, let me say this right. Pocket Talk. So Pocket with just one single T. Pocket Talk. Plus translators... That can interpret more than 80 languages. Again, don't want this to be racist any way, shape, or form, because that's not what this is about. What this is about is if you come to this country, aren't you supposed to assimilate into what's going on? If I go to a foreign country and all of their road signs are in something other than English, shouldn't I learn what those road signs all mean and know what street signs mean and places that I need to go mean and so on so that I can drive properly without any issues, and I realize that a stop sign is a stop sign is a stop sign, okay? That's universal. Green is green, green is green, green is green, red is red, okay? I get all that. But when we have certain things that talk about, you know, for example, we had warning signs all the way down i seventy. Big, you know, trucks over 40,000 pounds, you, you you, know, use low gear, steep grades ahead, 7%, blah, 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 blah. You see all the signs coming down I-70, and yet, what was it, about two plus years ago, maybe three years ago now, th- three summers ago, we had a particular individual that evidently didn't read all those signs, didn't understand what was going on. Truck got away from him, and numerous people died. So I have a problem with this. I have a problem with my tax dollars supporting pocket-sized devices that interpret 80 languages so someone can pass a driver's test. Now, again, I, I'm not trying to be harsh on any individual, nationality, anything along those lines. I'm more concerned about the driving public as I am anything else. Leanne has got a comment. Leanne, welcome. How are you?
1: I'm doing well. How are you? Good. Good. My question is, if they need help interpreting these um, language barriers that there seem to be, how do they read the street signs? Thank you. That's all I wanted to say. I'm against it. Thank,
2: Thank you, you, Leanne. Well no, you appreciate it. Thank you very much. And again, folks, I- I'm not trying to be mean or rude. or I- I'm just simply asking a question. When they come here... Are they not supposed to assimilate into what we have going on here? Dell, go ahead, sir. Hi, John. Hey Dell.
1: How you doing?
2: I'm good, sir. How are you? Uh, uh, I'm fine, other than I don't like monkeys. <laughs> well, I'm not sure anybody does, but hey, you gotta get it started to get to Friday.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm one hundred percent against that deal. That's why I don't well one of the reasons I don't have a call. Driver's license. Of course, Colorado won't give me one because they say I owe them for a ticket from 1990.
2: 1990. Okay, some 30 plus yeah. years ago. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, they
1: won't. Yeah, they won't give me. A, they won't let me get a Colorado license. So.
2: Interesting. That's fine with me. Interesting. Yeah, no, I, I'm one, too. Down. I'm with you. I, I just feel like this is something that they need to know our language to pass the test. I don't yeah. think we need translators to do that for them. I'm sorry.
1: Well, we got to put up with that every day. When you make a phone call, you can't understand it.
2: I know.
7: You know,
1: and push one for English. No, it's push one to go back.
2: I agree. English. I agree. <laughs> Dale, appreciate it. As always, other comments, lines open 303-477-5600. This may come to a surprise to a lot of you, by the way. English is not the official language of the United States of America. I did a show on this many moons ago. Unless that's changed since, which I don't think it has. I know we speak English in the United States of America, but it is not, I will repeat, it is not our official language. But, but it is the spoken language of this country, the merchants of. I know there's different parts of the country where you can go and the merchants may do something a little different. But you, you know where I'm going with this. Go to any major airport. Go anywhere else. Transportation speaking. And it's going to be in English. No, this isn't Canada where we produce things in multiple languages because those knuckleheads are too nice and they can't figure out who they are. So you go to the eastern part of Canada and it's all in French and English because, again, they don't know who they are. But that's Canada's problem, not mine. I don't want that here. I don't want dual road signs. I I want them in English, not just because it's the language I speak. It's just the way things should be, in my opinion. We are an English-speaking country. It's our heritage, as a matter of fact. It's where we came from. I think it's why we've never had a law to say that It's the official language. It's a given that it's the official language. We don't need a law to say so. I'm also against, again, having devices that will interpret multiple languages. So the way this works is these translators provide two-way interpretation of written and or spoken languages, including Spanish, French, German, Mandarin, and many more. The devices also have a camera, which enables the devices to scan and translate documents. All 35 driver's license offices in Colorado have received these translators, which, again, just reminds remind you all, your, your tax dollars have paid for. They tested the devices in December after a staff member identified the translators as a way to get around language barriers. Again, there shouldn't be a language barrier. If you're here permanently and you're going to get a driver's license, should you not know English? This one, folks, seems pretty simple to me. You should know English. Enough that you can pass a driving test. So the state says, We're happy to get these devices to state driver's license offices and believe they will be a game changer for serving all Coloradans. The translators will allow us to serve our non-English speaking customers more effectively and efficiently, than ever before you don't want to get me started on how many bad drivers we have in this state we are like the worst state in the union for drivers you all know that right this in my opinion will just make it worse i know some would say well they're going to drive anyways driver's license or not Well, um, yeah i don't know maybe maybe not i know some that have come here from other countries that don't have a driver's license that won't drive until they get a driver's license. And by the way, I know a lot of folks that come to this country that, re- that really do their best to learn our language and assimilate and do very well. And, and those folks, hats off to you. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about the lazy immigrants that don't want to learn English, that want us to give them a pass for not learning English and still want all the benefits of living here. I'm pretty sure, because I've traveled to other parts of the world, if I lived in France, I better learn French. If I lived in Italy, I should probably learn Italian. I've been to Mexico numerous times. I can get by in Mexico speaking English, but I can tell you, if I lived there or even spent any length of time there at all, it would be really, really helpful to know Spanish. Just in the day-to-day communication of things. If I lived in Africa, there's a gazillion different dialects and types of languages there, and I've been to Africa and I know it's extremely, extremely difficult to get around and speak to people without having without knowing the, the language there. So again, I, I'm not trying to throw anybody under the bus by any means. I'm just simply stating that driving is, in my opinion, a privilege. I think that's true for everyone that lives here. It's not a right. It's not in the Constitution. Yes, I know some of you constitutionists will say that we have the right to go about, you know, to and fro and so on. But no, driving is not in there. No more than back in the day, which we did have transportation, i.e., horse, buggy, and so on. Nothing in the Constitution about anything along those lines. Yes, we have the freedom to move about. But I believe that when it comes to driver's licenses and cars especially, yes, it's a situation whereby you need to – it's a privilege. Charlie, can we take a break? Are we good enough to do that? Okay, we'll take a break. We'll come right back. Hi-Fi Plumbing is up next. We heard from Levi a little earlier here. Water quality, by the way, big deal. I'll talk more about that in the future, but water quality is a big deal. So make that te- or get that test done today. Call Hi-Fi Plumbing, 877-WE-HIGH-5, or find them at klzradio.com.
8: You thought having a kitchen next to your garden was a fantasy. That was until you had help installing it from the experts at High Five Plumbing. They took care of your outdoor kitchen sinks and an irrigation system for your garden. You even added a new fountain so your backyard looks and feels picture perfect, all thanks to the the behind-the-scenes work from the High Five techs. You thought about trying to do the install, but you're inexperienced. And with the amount you already invested in the project, it would be a risky and unnecessary hassle. Besides, with expert plumbers who attend trainings weekly, you feel confident knowing you will be treated right and the work will be done correctly. The last step to finish your new outdoor oasis is only a call away with outdoor plumbing services from High Five. Don't miss out on the waived dispatch fee for KLZ listeners only. Call 877-934-4445 or 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. High Five Plumbing, where every call ends with a high five.
2: Extreme Auto Repair, 303-841-1071 for all of your vehicle needs. Literally, one-stop shopping, diesel, gas, big, small, you name it, they can take care of all of your needs. KLZradio.com or, again, the phone number, 303-841-1071.
9: Thanks for restoring my faith in humanity. No more hopping from one mechanic to another, trying to find a solution for your vehicle's persistent issue. Extreme Auto Repair has a reputation for fixing problems quickly. You bring your Nissan to the dealer because of a rattling noise, they charge you $4,000. You still hear the noise. You bring the same vehicle to Extreme Auto Repair in Parker, where Sean and his team quickly discover a broken bolt in the subframe, a known Nissan failure they've seen many times before. Real stories like this one Earn extreme Auto Repair customers for life. As one woman exclaims in a recent five-star review, thanks for restoring my faith in humanity. The factory-trained technicians at Extreme Auto Repair stay up to date with the manufacturer data for your vehicle's specific make and model. For quick and experienced problem solving, fill out the contract form now at klzradio.com extreme.
2: Veteran Windows and Doors, call Dave today and find out what he can do for you when it comes to your Windows and Doors and saving money at the same time because what you save in energy will most likely pay the bill for doing those Windows and Doors. So give Dave a call today, 303-529-0720.
10: When you first heard about Veteran Windows and Doors, you were excited about their company culture. Finally, a company that treats you like a real person, that doesn't employ pushy sales reps, or the use of high-pressure sales tactics. You've worked with the big national companies that focus on making the most sales and getting their products installed as quickly as possible. And you knew, after just one experience, that veteran Windows and Doors isn't concerned with being the most profitable window and door company. Everything they did came back to their sincere intention to add value, comfort, and energy efficiency to your home through products and installation that they stand behind. Don't pay twice as much with a national brand, only to get a limited warranty. Pay an honest price and know your investment is covered for as long as you live in the home. Contact Veteran Windows Indoors at kldradio.com windows today or call 303-529-0720. That's 303 303-529- 529
4: Putting Reason into your afternoon drive. This is
2: John Rush. All right, we are back. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. I have a clip. I haven't played this one for a long time. Charlie reminded me that I actually have this in my repertoire of audio clips. So without further ado, to go along with what we were just talking about. A moment ago, when it comes to uh, speaking English in the DMV and so on, let me turn off my notifications so we don't get any interruptions, and here we go.
11: Did you know that there are over five languages in this world? We don't need all these languages, people. We don't need no British language or Canadian language or Hawaiian language or Alaskan language. We need just American, okay? just american language nothing more nothing less just american you want to know why because the letters are pretty they're cute pretty letters like like you can't get letters like prettier in the world okay also like with the what is it sans serif and um there's just a lot of fonts you can't get that with no canadian language with the little ching-chang-chongs. No, you can't. So, as the president of the world, kid president of the world, and the queen of everything, I am now going to officially cut the dookie with the other languages. We don't need them. You wanna Mm -hmm. know what I found out? Moose to England speaks americanish but they just have an accent Americans we don't have any accents because we are the future of the world but i'm just saying they speak it we they speak it so should you so if you can't understand this video you need to learn americanish you need to learn Americanish <sighs> Bye
2: Every time I watch that I just I it it's too funny. More than five languages in the world. We speak Americanish. We have pretty letters, yeah, we have pretty letters. Now there are other languages that have very pretty letters as well. So that's really not the point. My point was, should you understand and speak English to get a Colorado driver's license? And you guys all pretty much by now know my feeling. Yes. We already, in my opinion, not trying to throw anyone under the bus, but I drive a lot. Some of you listening drive a lot. And I can pretty much tell you, not exactly, but I can be pretty darn close. Ask my wife. When somebody's not driving well, and I'm behind them, I can darn near tell you by make, model, and the way they're driving, who it is driving. I'm not exaggerating, folks. I can get pretty darn close. And we have some really, really, really bad drivers in this state, in this city. And what I would say is you need, not to speak American-ish, but you better you better learn defensive driving in this state because it's going to get worse. With what I just announced and gave you as far as these interpreter machines and what that's going to do to open up the ability for people to get a driver's license in Colorado, it's going to get worse, folks. Keep in mind, not... I know this sounds very elementary, but not everyone drives the same way in the world that we do. I've said this on drive radio, but I might as well say it now because I saw it last week. South of the border, if there's anything going on out of the norm, hazards come on. It can be raining. Hazards come on. They get to a construction area. Hazards come on. They're passing an accident. Hazards come on. Even if traffic hasn't slowed, the hazards are on. That's what they do south of the border. You're seeing more and more and more of that in Denver. Because that's how they drive there. That's what they think is normal. It's not normal here. The only time you use a hazard here is if you're on the side of the road broke down or you're so slow you're impeding traffic because something broke and you're trying to get off the road, then you put the hazard on. But if you're in the left lane and it's raining, you don't put the hazards on. Ever. Not in my book, anyways. You are a hazard to traffic, and if you're that worried about it, get out of the left lane. Move over. In fact, if you're that worried about it, stop driving. Get off the road totally. But my point is, People from other countries drive way different than we do. And my feeling on that is they don't know our rules. They don't know our laws. There's nothing in the Colorado driving book, you know, driving law book, whatever the thing is. I haven't taken that thing since I was 16. There's nothing in it that says you use your hazards in the left lane because it's raining. Not there. Yet you're going to see that more and more often. The way we do certain things, even in regards to intersections and right turns and left turns and so on. Other parts of the world, they do some of those things differently. For example, continuous lanes. We have them here, a lot of them. But yet, day after day after day, I find people stopping in the continuous lane. Why? I don't know. I think because in other countries, maybe they stop. I don't know. Here we don't. Again, people drive, even though they drive on the same side of the road that we drive in or drive on, how they drive and what they do and how they use the laws in their areas is different than here. And, and you might ask, how do I know that? Because I've driven in a lot of other countries, folks. Not all, but a lot. I've li- literally driven from the top of Ethiopia to the bottom. Most people can't say that. And they are really bad drivers there, by the way. Awful drivers there. Yes, I can say that because I've driven there. I'll just, I'm going to say it. I'm going to get in trouble for saying this, but I'll just say it straight up. Most foreigners can't drive for crap. Just saying. They can't. I've been there. I've been to the other countries. I've seen how they drive. They don't drive like we do. Now, maybe the Autobahn, Germany, places like that, it's different. But most places I've been where they drive, they can't drive for garbage. It's awful. And they bring those habits here. And they don't speak any English, so now they're not going to know how to drive because there's an interpreter that's going to tell them how to actually read the test and pass it. And we wonder. I know I need to take a break. Let me get Jim in here real quick before I do. Jim, you're up. Go ahead, sir.
12: Hey, uh, you know, John, you must have had a bad day with somebody out here on the road.
2: Oh, I have that every day. That's normal for me, Jim. (laughs)
12: Hey, you know what, John, I drive a lot of miles here I, I I put about 144,000 miles a year a, inside of between my truck and my car. And let me tell you something. It's, with, with the hazards, I, I think that's just a monkey see, monkey do type thing. No,
2: that's well, I, that and they, it, I it, will it, tell it, you, it, Jim, it, firsthand because I've been there, that's how they drive in Mexico.
12: Oh, yeah, but they, they do a lot of places here, even in the United States. I mean, I, I don't know. Colorado is just a melting pot. It is all over, and, and and so everybody brings their habits from where they. they,
2: I, they come I can't from. argue that, but but again, I will remind everyone that's not acceptable here.
12: Oh, I, I, I totally agree. I mean, like like you know, if you if you go back to the West Coast and stuff, now this tries me crazy with truck drivers. Now you go back to the West. Uh, you go to the West Coast, anywhere from Washington all the way down into California. When trucks are going uphill, for some reason, the the the, uh, the trucks will get over into the right emergency lane and ride and ride the uh, the uh, the emergency lanes up. Uh, oh, I don't know. They're not always. what else do they call them. I call them emergency lanes. I don't know what else they're called. But you know what I'm talking. Yeah,
2: I know about. what you mean. Yeah, yeah, I know what you
12: and, mean. And, and, and trucks will ride and trucks will ride those going up the hill. And they have and they have they have lanes for trucks that go up slow. And the truck drivers will still and. You'll see one dumb truck driver after another follow each other, and I, I stay in the in the truck lane where you're supposed to be, and pass them up. And I'm like, I scratch my head, I'm like, why are these people doing this? I don't
2: know, easy. Jim. You and know and again, saying? you know, and again, I, I'm not trying to be mean, but I go back to the accident we had in that situation on I-70 with the trucker that you know ran into all the parked cars and killed what was it, four or five people when it was all said and done. And I'm here to tell you, Jim, a lot of that was a language barrier issue.
12: Yeah, it is. But you know, I'm, I, but you know, uh, a lot of people today learn their bad habits also from their parents, John. And I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you a perfect example of something like this. So uh, this was about 27 years ago. I was, I was driving for Safeway, and I'm uh, a lot of their uh, docks are are inside the stores where you have to back into inside the store. And I'm backing up, and I'm you know I'm being real slow, being real cautious because the parking lot's full of people, and all of a sudden I. I looked at my right. All of a sudden, I caught a glance of a car coming behind me on the right side. Huh. Scared, scared the jeevers out of me, John. I mean, I was almost through the building, and this guy in this car went between me and my truck. I could have easily could have killed that guy if I had not been
4: paying wow. attention. Wow. And
12: so I, so I, I, I pulled forward, back forward into my truck. I watched this guy get out, and he had like a 14-year-old or a 15-year-old boy with him. And I was so bad. I stood right. Th- I stayed right there in my truck until that guy came back out. And I confronted that guy. And I asked him, "Did you see that truck? What truck? You know what truck? Stop your line. You know what truck? I mean, like the things like sixty feet long. Right. Feet right, car. right. Come on. Don't tell me. Oh yeah, I saw you. I said, "Why did you go behind me?" I said, "Do you understand? I could have. If I hadn't saw you all of a sudden at a last split second, I could have ran you over and killed you." And he oh, I want to sue you. I says, no, you wouldn't.
2: You'd be dead. Dead. Right.
12: I says, dude, who are you going to sue when you're dead? Right. And I says, not only that, I says, what kind of, what kind of behavior is that to show your son? Yeah, good point. That's how to drive. Great point. You know what I'm saying? No, so great point, I, Jim. I, I, look, I, I look at a lot of these children that are in cars with their parents, and their parents are, have have these really bad driving habits. What's a, what's a child supposed to do? They're going to pick up their yeah. parents. Yeah, no, they right are. Now.
2: No, you're you're 100 correct. I mean, I learned my habits from my parents. My dad still is, you know, good driver. And uh, you know, I again, and of course, they made us go to driver's ed and do some things along those lines, which I think helped immensely as well, Jim. But to your point, no, you you learn by watching who you're driving with.
12: That, no, that's exactly right, and that's how I learned mine was first through my mom and my dad. Yep. And and but I will tell you one thing, John. I'm not, I'm not going to agree with you on this, but I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll tell you right now. If you went up to a lot of people in today's society and asked them if it was a constitutional right to drive, I'll tell you what, they'll tell you it's more of a constitutional right to drive than to than carry a gun. Yep. You know what I'm saying? I know.
2: No, I know. exactly it. <laughs> Jim, I got to run. I appreciate it, man. Good comments. Thanks, as always. Thanks for listening as well. I appreciate it. We'll be right back. Denver IT Security is next. And they want to make sure that your network's secure, that your people behave correctly, and ultimately, you keep yourself out of trouble. And with with John, you just got to know what your pain point is and what you want to get rid of, and he'll help make sure that all that happens. DenverITSecurity.com slash KLZ or KLZRadio.com.
6: Keeping your company's email system safe from hackers requires constant vigilance, meaning your staff needs to be kept aware of the signs of this threat. The team at Denver IT Security will customize a program helping to prevent mistakes that could lead to costly email infiltrations. Business email compromise or email hijacking is a growing problem. Hackers log into your email system, read through past conversations, Then start a conversation with one of your contacts, pretending to be you. They may send an invoice to be paid through a wire transfer or ask for sensitive information to be provided. By changing some settings in your email software, they keep these conversations hidden so you won't even know it's happening. Some will even change the phone number in your signature, hoping the victims call them, thinking they're calling you. To learn more about this growing threat, schedule a free consultation now at denveritsecurity.com klz.
2: Golden Eagle, find out if tomorrow night, the seminar that Al's putting on, and he's going to feed you dinner at Ruth Chris Steakhouse, find out if you can participate in that. There's still time to call Al today. Golden Eagle Financial, 303-744-1128.
4: A trustworthy advisor who is well-equipped to manage your assets before and after your retirement is essential in ensuring the longevity of your nest egg. Al Smith with Golden Eagle Financial has a fiduciary duty to act in your best interests, so he cannot allow his own motives to interfere with the satisfactory fulfillment of that duty. Al knows the stress of planning for retirement and the worry that comes along with the proper allocation of your wealth. Giving you affirmation is one of his top priorities when working with something as valuable as as assets that in most cases took a lifetime to accumulate. So when you place a portion of your assets under management with Al Smith, you'll know your money is positioned well. Al Smith makes you feel safeguarded from potential situations that could affect your financial health regardless of your retirement status. Make an appointment with Al Smith now. Visit klzradio.com money or call Al Smith at 303-744-1128. That's 303-744-1128.
2: Affordable Interest Mortgage, Kurt Rogers, who will join us in about a half an hour. We'll get an update on what's going on this week with mortgages. In the meantime, give him a call, 720-895-0500.
13: Want to keep making your 30-year payment but own in 15 years? Want to be able to access your equity for future needs and not pay for it now? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. We have been showing Colorado how to own their home in less time without changing their 30-year payment. Home values are at the highest in their history. Take advantage of being able to access your equity for 10, 20, 30 years without making payments now. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Worried about inflation? Everything getting too expensive? Learn how to be able to access your equity without having to refinance and pay closing costs over and over and over. Do it once, and you're good for 30 years. Affordable interest mortgage, 720-895-0500. Tired of paying too much interest to own your home? Stop! Learn how to lower your total interest cost, 720-895-0500. Locally owned and operated since 2001, and where it's all about you is not just our motto, it's who we are. NMLS 298191, regulated by DORA.
3: We don't yell at you. We
1: inform you. Now, back to Rush to Reason.
2: All right, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. My son Richard joining us. Richard, sports, I know it's a little different this time of year with, I know golf and other things are going on, but where are we at that way when it comes to sports? Yeah, so
0: this is this is the, well, actually, we, we can talk about some interesting stuff that we don't usually get to talk about, like baseball, because you know, no one watches baseball these days. Wait, I didn't say that. Uh, but, yeah, kind of an interesting time in the sports world, right, because you're in between. Obviously, there's only one sport on really right now. There's Major League Baseball. You do have a few golf tournaments here and there, but most of the majors are done already. And so, yeah, right now it's kind of baseball or should be baseball's deal. But there's uh, baseball struggles, Dad, right, because there's so many games. There's 162 games in a season, and they really struggle to capture, in my opinion, the the relevance that they should during the summer months. Um, but if I guess for Broncos fans or for NFL fans or football fans, you've got training camp for the Broncos that starts, uh, Wednesday okay. is kind of the start of practices. And then they'll get ramped up into pads and stuff here as we roll into August. So that's, I don't know, this might kind of getting into my favorite time of the year that obviously you've got college football that's getting ready to get started. Um, and we've got some of the, you know, the best early weather, I, I guess I should say in the entire country for football and as I know you don't like this time of year, Dad, because the days start getting shorter, and you yeah, don't like that piece of it. But to me, it means it's kind of the sound for or the, the time of year for football and that sort of stuff. And I do love August and September here in Colorado. But yeah, baseball. I guess on a, a you know another note is you've got the trade deadline and such coming up. They just had their All Star game, which I'm sure you were not aware of nope. by any stretch of the imagination. Um, and again, baseball just does a really Poor job of, of advertising uh, what they've got baseball going on. Does it, yeah, and, and
2: really, just as a side note, really quick, when it comes to people like me, and I know I'm one of the weirdos in the country because I didn't grow, you know, Colorado was not a baseball state when I was a kid. We didn't have the Rockies. We had the Bears, minor league team. They weren't much of a team at all, and most people didn't watch them. You know, some kids played little league, some didn't. I mean, just baseball wasn't like even football or basketball was growing up, so I'm not... A huge baseball fan, and I will also tell you, though, Richard, that that the uh, MLB, in my opinion, does little to nothing to attract me as well.
0: Well, and it's not just you. You know, obviously, Walt and I are pretty big sports guys, and it's just kind of an interesting thing because actually, I asked him because because the All Star Game and the Home Run Derby was last weekend, or, or sorry, I should say last Monday and Tuesday, which. It's a whole nother conversation. A different. It's kind of an odd night for you know a marquee event, but I guess it's probably a conversation for something different. Um, it's just interesting in the sense, Dad, that Walt didn't even know that the home run derby or the All Star game was on. And, and the home run derby, I will, I will say this, it's kind of a fun event to watch with kids. Right? Yeah, I've so, watched those in the past. Know, that that you
2: know, and honestly, that one I actually would would watch. I just I didn't know it was even on, or I probably would have watched it.
0: Well, and that's, I think I think that's kind of where they struggle, to be honest with you, Dad. They I think that they, they, they don't really put forth the, the, the proper I mean, marketing. I mean, and
2: really and things, quick, and I know this is sort of, you know, I'm not trying to, you know, sort of tongue-in-cheek, I guess you could say, but if they did as good a job as advertising extended car warranty service contracts, everybody would know when the next event is.
0: <laughs> they would. Well, maybe they should start tacking on. Hey, maybe they with your the car warranty, <laughs> you get you get your. You know, you can watch the All Star
2: Game for free. Or, you know, Unbelievable, know, like that, right? I mean, or, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm being funny, but you know, on the same token, those people can find me. Why can't the MLB? Yeah, it's just,
0: it's again, Dad. I think it it just goes to show you know, baseball. We we used to say you know it was America's pastime, right? And it used to it's be becoming America's be way, right? past Everyone sport. Would, And that's the thing is they've really lost. Here's the deal: baseball is slow, it's boring, and and I understand for some diehards and for some guys that grew up with baseball. And if you play baseball, you know some guys still go to the games, Dad, and they've got their scoring charts and they they keep track. And that's fun. And honestly, I think that it's great for those people. But those are the diehards. I'm a diehard football fan. You know me. I'll watch a rerun of the Super Bowl in the middle of you know, in the middle of July, right? You know, if you put it on, I would watch it just because that's that's me. But they're also not, you're not marketing to me, right? You want to market to your new user. And at the end of the day, baseball, especially here in Colorado, right? Maybe it would be different if the Rockies were were any good. Baseball is the the event you go to in the summer to have a nice night out in our beautiful summer Mm -hmm. nights here in Colorado, right? Because we really have, if we're being honest, we really have some of the best summer nights in the entire country. Right, agree. you get nice late sunsets. It doesn't get super cool. We don't have super humid, which is nice there. And as, as long as and you get beautiful sunsets at Rockies games, again, we're, all these different things. But really, their advertising and their marketing is poor, and that's why baseball has kind of continued to sort of go down. And no, that's sort life, of. I mean, I
2: was you were talking. I looked up a couple of articles. It's really a quick, you know, quick internet search. It's no surprise. I mean, they have continued to decline for. Roughly the past eight to ten years, Richard, to the point where it, you're right. It's the diehard fans keeping them alive, and that's it. And, and I guess my well, question is, are, once those guys are gone, who's watching it?
0: Well, I mean, again, you're, you're you're running into their kind of a distant third. When you're talking about the four major sports in, in North America, at least, they're kind of a distant third, right? Well, actually, I, I would say—sorry—I'm going to say the five major sports. And, and let me clarify that. Okay. You've got the NFL that's at the top. Yep. You've got college football yep. that is, short, is, is, is behind them. Then you've got the NBA. Then you've got Major League Baseball, and then you've got the NHL. And the NHL, as because I enjoy watching hockey, but it's kind of a niche sport, right? right. Not a lot of does. people don't right. don't fall hockey unless you, you get a good team like the Avalanche, and then people really kind of right. jump aboard. And then the NBA is going to kind of be there. But really, football, and, and for whatever it is, and we've talked about this a lot, for its violence and all the stuff that people claim it is, it's an exciting game, right? People love it for all sorts of different reasons, and people consume it in mass quantity. Right. And that, to me, is kind of the biggest difference maker as to baseball. You know, you've got games that are over three hours, Dad, and over half of that, of course, right, is standing around.
2: Right, right? You're just
0: waiting for the next thing to happen, I think that's partially what loses baseball. Again, now that's not to say this. I'm not not saying I'm not gonna put my kid in baseball or any of these different things, but you and I, right, on this show, we like to talk about, you know, money and those sorts of different things and aspects in business. And really right now, Dad, baseball is not running a very no, they're 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 they're, not they're, the they're attendance, they
2: not even viewership. Their attendance since two thousand and eight. This is from 08 to twenty nineteen. It's down even in twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one, of course. Uh, but they dropped ten million attendance in attend ten million in attendance in in roughly those ten years, eleven years. And I don't think they're picking any up. That doesn't that doesn't bode well for them at all.
0: No, and, and again, I think in, in the time in which. Obviously, people, and you're, you're probably seeing see their viewership, right? We've talked about this a lot. More and more people are going to you know, TV and that sort of uh, you know, things and as a way of consuming content mm-hmm. and product, right? Mm-hmm. And, you, again, baseball is something where you really want to get people in the stands to consume it in the stands because it's still one of the more affordable sporting events that you can go to. And if you've dropped $10 million, you know, average and yep. whatever that is, you know, extrapolated, and I'm, obviously I know COVID times didn't help them, it's just not a good sign. And, and I would definitely change it. I would speed the game up. I would attract more. I would try to attract more fans, do more kid nights, do some more things that way to get people involved. Because if you're not careful, you're really going to fall behind and maybe even become the fifth most watched yep. sport you know, in right. America.
2: No, you're right. All right. We'll take a time out. We'll come back. at a couple of reviews. I want to do some new trucks, by the way, which... Exciting, I'll say it that way. I think both trucks we drove are very exciting. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air is coming up next. 720 526 0231. Ask about the Quiet Cool System. It's $300 off right now.
5: Reduce your energy costs with a Quiet Cool fan installation from Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. Because Quiet Cool homes don't reheat as quickly as homes without the system, your Quiet Cool fan reduces the dependence on air conditioning. When your home stays cool, you don't waste as much energy trying to keep it that way. Your new Quiet Cool fan also uses 90% less energy than running AC throughout the day, which helps with the bills too. The U.S. Department of Energy called the Quiet Cool Whole House fan the most cost efficient way to cool your home. Take advantage of the cool mornings and give your AC and wallet a rest this summer. Pull up to 50 degrees out of your house with a Quiet Cool system installation from Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. Schedule your comfort evaluation with a trusted expert at 720-526-0231. Mention KLZ and you'll get a $300 rebate when your install is completed. Again, that's 720-526-0231.
8: For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air.
4: This is Josh with Business Equipment Service. Here's a message from one of our satisfied customers. Jane with Faith Church in Loveland said, I have worked with business equipment service for almost seven years. As office manager, I will not change service providers. BES offers excellent service, and I recommend them to anyone who asks. If you are looking into purchasing office equipment or have a problem with equipment you currently have, give us a call at 303-825-5664.
7: Does your life seem hectic? Do you live paycheck to paycheck? Do you have trouble achieving your goals? John Rush can help you get your personal affairs in order by using his 40 years of knowledge and experience in the business, nonprofit, and coaching worlds. Your business or career is an extension of your daily life, and without success in your daily life, you can't make lasting improvements to your business, your nonprofit, or your career. Get your personal and or professional life dialed in with guidance from John Rush who is a small business owner and business-slash-life consultant. This unique offering gives you the chance to learn inside secrets of executive functioning directly from a successful professional and thought leader. The help you will gain in the planning of your personal affairs from John Rush is invaluable, especially if you own your own business. Remember, your business is an extension of you. Email John now to learn how he can help you. John at RushMediaInc.com. That's John at RushMediaInc.com. Get your life back today.
6: Now back to Rush to Reason
2: on KLZ 560. All right, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. My son Richard with us. We'll do a couple truck reviews right now. In fact, we had a really two good comparisons that I want to get into, Richard. The first one being the new Chevy Silverado. This is the 2022 all-new, by the way. They've redesigned especially the interior side of things, and it is, in my opinion, a huge, vastly, was a vastly needed improvement. I will say that I don't really have... Much to complain about as far as how they laid, you know, the insides. out. I know you have a new Suburban, which is very similar as far as the interior goes as well. And those two, you know, both of those those vehicles, I guess, now really compare and I think compete in that whole platform, that whole market, very well.
0: No, they absolutely do, and and I think you, and you are correct. Yeah, we, we've got you know one of the the comparables on the SUV side of stuff and really the enhancements that they've made with the larger screen, which I know you and I kind of talked about a little bit last week as we were driving our respective vehicles. And that's been something where I know some people don't really like that, Dad, but it's the way of the future, right? We kind of want digital because we want that customization yep. Yep. factor that I think a lot of these vehicles are lacking. And, and thank goodness that, that that Chevy and GM are, are kind of following that, and they've really um, added that. The, the styling is kind of a lot, a lot of what we've come to expect over the past few years with those sleek body lines The sleeker um, headlights, that sort of thing. Uh, But the really nice thing, like you said, that is the interior of it. They've also got a new ZR2 model, which we'll talk. Hopefully, we'll be able to get to drive and and kind of have that. But one thing I will say, Dad, about this high country thing is, uh, it really is. It really is high country, right? It really is top of the line, kind of next level type stuff from what you you and I have been been seeing, and it really is a really luxurious. Um, truck it seems
2: like very nice truck 6.2 liter v8 10 speed automatic transmission all the power you need i mean that sincerely and yet because of the active fuel management that they that they have actually dynamic fuel management now they call it i averaged over 20 miles to the gallon around town and i richard knows the way i drive i don't dink around i get from a to b as quickly as I can, and this has a 15 city, 20 highway rating. But I was in, you know, 19, 20 miles, 21 miles a gallon, even at times driving it around town. That wasn't even on any highway trips, and and did very, very well. Vehicle, the one I drove, list price around $68,000, and it did not lack for anything. And as you said, Richard, interior-wise, again, they've done a great job, Economically speaking. Everything really seems to be in the right place, um, and I'm glad they did this because, frankly, one of the biggest complaints I had with their interior, in fact, the HD truck we drove just a few weeks ago, only complaint on that Duramax I had was the interior just isn't as luxurious as it should be for the money that you're spending. This truck really does raise the bar, so Chevrolet, you did a great job on that end of things. Of course, their durability and everything that they're known by, uh, great riding truck, great performing truck. I, I Really, Richard, I have... I have really, you know, it's kind of like Andy with movie reviews. I don't have anything negative to to say on this one at all. Uh, I don't really know what anybody else, I mean, I had several people riding in it, riding with me and so on. I didn't have a single person that did not like especially the interior of this truck and the exterior. I do like the looks of the truck. They've done a great job on the styling on the outside.
0: Well, and I think you kind of hit the nail on the head with everything. And the only thing that I'm going to add is, is going to be kind of in response to the next vehicle that we're going to review, which is you mentioned it. You were driving a big 6.2 liter V8, and they actually don't have the V6 option available any longer, Dad, which is kind of counter to what some of their competitors are doing. But the fact that you were able to average into the you know 20 miles per gallon, so high teens essentially, right, low 20s, with a 6.2-liter V8 is a testament to how GM has kind of done that, where they're proving that maybe you don't need some of this other technology that some of these other manufacturers are putting into these vehicles. You can kind of get by with your traditional old, you know, big
2: old V8 yep.
0: engine there. Also, I believe Super Cruise is available.
2: Which yes, it is. It wasn't on the truck I'm driving, engine. but it was available, yes.
0: So, yeah, it's available as an option, and so for the folks that don't know, that's kind of GM's for, foray into autonomous driving on the highways, right? I think it's going to be a subscription, Dad, which you and I need to talk about at some point in time further. But so, you know, essentially you get on the highway, enable that, and the car is going to essentially drive itself for you. So really cool. And from everything I can, from Garner, I I second everything you said.
2: All right, guys, if you want to, again, looking at 1500 series, trucks work or luxury or you're towing, you know you're towing a small trailer camp or camper, whatever the case may be, go check one out, the local Chevy dealer. You might not find one. You may have to order, but either way, check it out. Let them know that John and Richard Rush, both from Drive Radio and Rush to Reason sent you. All right, so in comparison to this last truck, the Silverado we drove, you also drove, which has been really anticipated. A lot of folks have been looking forward to it. You and I being two of those individuals, you drove the new Tundra. Talk about that.
0: Yeah, so this is the 2022 Toyota Tundra. The The last time they redid this was, oh, geez, I don't know, Dad. I, think, I feel like the other Tundra has been, I think, since 2007. So it's been over 15 years now since they've made – some enhancements, and they've done that. This vehicle, um, it, it looks drastically different. If you haven't seen it, go yeah. out and take a look it at does. it. Um, it's got, they've now dropped the V8 engine, so that's no longer uh, an option at all. And they've added kind of a couple different options. Obviously, you can get a turbocharged engine, which is kind of what's m- most known out there. Although I will say this, Dad, I think some people get confused. The only option is not the 3.5-liter twin-turbo with the hybrid, which they're calling the i 4 Max. A, the standard engine is the I-Force 3.5-liter twin-turbo V6, although they've kind of got two variations of that that are tuned a little bit differently. And then you can opt for, depending on your, your, your model that you select, the I-Force Max, which gives you some of that hybrid technology as a part of it. Okay. And so just something to note. Fuel economy, again, we were kind of in the more base, Um, The non-hybrid version, we were able to average between about 16 and 18 miles per gallon. So actually, a little bit less than you um, than you were, Dad. So just something to note for folks. I know if you get the hybrid, they do say that that can get in the 20 miles per hour, 20 miles per gallon range. And I will say this, Dad, and we'll, we'll clarify. This is far better than the V8 that it is replacing. Oh, yeah,
2: the, right? the, like, the gas hog 14, 15-mile-to-the-gallon truck, that's, and, and again, I, I know Toyota hears these, but Toyota, you knew you needed to make some improvements there. I believe you have, not just in the hybrid version, but the other non-hybrid version as well, and that was much needed, by the way.
0: It was, and so you continuing on, Dad, the interiors again, they've added some nice nice big digital display in there, which was nice. I had heated and ventilated seats. We had the limited trim level, and you can go up. And you know, they got the seventeen ninety four. They've got kind of some special editions for this year. Really nice interior. Toyota's done that. It feels nice. There's a few spots that was like I'm not sure. You know, on a on a truck. That, again, the one we drove was still about sixty thousand dollars. You would have liked to, to see a little bit some some different uh, uh, apportionments and some features there. But you know, if folks want to learn more about that, they can email you and call and ask. One thing I will say about this truck, Dad it does not feel like the tundras of old which was a little bit boaty yes it honestly feels like a tacoma that you're driving but it's bigger than that in a good way so it feels small but is big and i know i'm okay. kind of it's an oxymoron there but it, it feels like a it's a smaller truck which is honestly is nice to drive you don't feel like you're gonna run someone off the road just how they've done the body lines how you sit in the truck and, and all of that so Honestly, really enjoyed it, really liked it. I've got a a family member that's got the old style. He's still partial to the old style, and that's okay. But I do think that Toyota's really made some great improvements with this one. And I encourage people, get out, test drive it, get yourself in it, get your family in it. Uh, Head to your local Toyota dealer and let them know that John and Richard Rush from Rush to Reason and Drive Radio sent you.
2: Yeah, and again, folks, best thing to do, drive both vehicles. Uh, I get this question all the time, which one would you buy? This one really is gonna come down to what do you feel comfortable in? What do you like the best? What features do you like the best? All of that comes into play, and at one time, the fuel economy was a big factor and a big negative on the Toyota side. Not so much anymore. They've done a really good job of improving that. They needed to. Keep in mind, though, and this is something most people don't know, Tundra is one of their least produced vehicles in their entire lineup. They used to, and this may change, but they used to only produce about a quarter of a million units a year. When you look at Chevy and Ford together producing almost two million units a year, it's a small small faction of what you know of what the big two do and i haven't even thrown ram into that mix so again to richard's point just go out drive them and then figure out what you want to do from there richard as always i appreciate it i'll let you go sir
0: Good. All right. To you Talk soon.
2: to you soon. All right. Bruce Simmons is up next. He is our reverse mortgage specialist. And again, he wants to help you with whatever you need to do when it comes to your finances and the economy of your home. And that might be a reverse mortgage. And I mean that sincerely. The best thing to do is ask Bruce, find out how it works. And if it would work for you, he'll explain all of that. 303-467-7821.
3: Your parents think you want their house when they die, but you don't care about the house. You just want your parents to be financially secure in retirement. Call KLZ's local reverse mortgage specialist, Bruce Simmons, today. Tell them about your parents' situation. Then, set up a meeting so you can all talk together. You know, a lot of seniors hesitate to look into reverse mortgages because they think their kids want the house, but they've never actually asked their kids. The truth is, You don't want the house. You'd much rather make sure your parents can live comfortably in their home for years to come. Plus, your parents can still leave you the house with a reverse mortgage. Sure, some of the equity may be used up. But just like with any other mortgage, all of the remaining equity goes to the heirs when the homeowners pass away. Don't let your parents make financial decisions based on false information. Call Bruce Simmons today, 303-467-7821. Ask him about a reverse mortgage for your mom and dad. NMLS 409914. American Liberty Mortgage is an equal housing lender.
6: Live and local, back to Rush to Reason.
2: All right, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Again, everything we talk about from those reviews to the different guests we have on, to the links and so on, I get this question quite often and, I know sometimes I sound like a broken record, but until I keep, or until I don't get these questions anymore, go to the website. Rush to Reason, that's a T-O, not a number two, but RushToReason.com. Everything is there and does a really good job of cataloging all those things that we have, all the links and so on. All of the car reviews are there under their own link as well. So just go to the website. Everything we do is there. It's RushToReason.com. Hour three is next. Again, this is Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560.